guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast and another TOEFL IBT special video, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching this, man. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me. So I was discussing with one of my students and she said, listen, Arsenio, the last lecture you had sent me on astrology was six and a half whopping minutes long. Now, I went so far to go through the first part, and I heard some reiteration, and, you know, the audio was a little bit weird. But nonetheless, I decided that with these very, very difficult types of audios or readings or, like, you know, integrated tasks and whatnot, I always give a video response. So, guys, this is on the membership, and, of course, me and my student, you know, um, on my membership site, I upload a listening, a reading, and an integrated task every single day and will for the remainder of this month and it will always be on there in case anyone else joins the membership and it's very beneficial because of course she gets it sent right to her email so she does the homework and she has three big pieces of homework every single day included independent essays and that's the great benefit of obviously you know the the membership that i have with the TOEFL ibt batch but i'm like okay i'm gonna do a video response now what's really funny to be honest with you, I was doing, I was in the midst of doing this video response at work yesterday. The next thing you know, because of renovation, either above me or below me, the knocking threw me off halfway through when I was taking the notes and you're going to see when I screen share right this second for those of you who are watching me on Facebook and uh, YouTube. <sighs> it started getting into crazy particulars maybe after the three and a half, four minute mark. And then I'm like, oh, hell no. And I'm over here here banging both on the audio and in like reality. So I'm here banging all over the place. And I said, you know what? I give up. I can't do it. So I stopped it. And here I am again. You know what? If you guys are looking at me on the video, I look like the Twilight Zone, the black and white. <laughs> Sorry. That looks crazy. Oh, my God. Please don't look at my video if it makes you go crazy. Because my shirt is on fire right now. Anyways, focus. This one's going to be hard. We got to compare note taking and we got to see if our notes correlate with the goddamn questions that are after. Because my student said, Arsenio, Priscilla, big shout out to you. She said, Mira, I had my notes here. I had the questiones here. None of it made sense. And I said, oh boy, you have me intrigued. I must do it too. So as you guys see here, and for those of you listening to my podcast, you guys can check out my blog on thearseniobuckshow.com. After I wrote down Alexander the Great, which, of course, I misspelled because I was trying to make haste with all the goddamn banging, they went into crazy particulars talking about so many different people. I couldn't write down descriptions. I said, fuck it. Excuse my French. I give up. So here I am again today. You guys are going to see my notes. I'm going to guide you if you guys are watching this video through my notes, and then I'll speak about it, and then we'll go to the questions at the end. So, people, with that being said, I'm so grateful. Big shout out to Priscilla. This is the video that I told you. Man, I can't, I can't even look at my video because my shirt, I look like the most amazing person on the planet right now with my shirt. I don't know if it looks like that on the same video that I'm looking at, but oh my God, I'm on fire right now. And with that being said, let's go, people. Astrology it is. Get out your pen, get out your paper, shrines. It's time to compare notes. And remember... For those of you who are on my blog, the second page has the answers. If you're on my Patreon badge, the last page of the word doc has the answers. All right? So 
Let's get into this, people, and I hope it works. Now, Let's many scientists will tell you that astrology is bunkum and has no place in a scientific institution such as this one. But since this is an anthropology course and our ancient civilizations were, in many ways, rightly or wrongly, shaped and influenced by astrology, I have no such reservations about including it in our lecture series. In fact, I will be dedicating several sessions to it as we look from its roots to its various manifestations in Asia, South America, and in modern day. So, first of all, what is astrology? It's a type of divination based on the idea that celestial objects, the moon, stars, planets, and so forth, that their movement, appearance, and position can influence human events. In its broadest sense, astrology is the search for meaning in the sky. Under this definition, astrology encompasses astronomy, and indeed, astrology was the precursor to it. And without it, we would not have the modern astronomy and all the, uh, the technological benefits that go with an understanding of the skies. Let's have a look back at its development. The earliest records of astronomical cycles go back 25,000 years, when prehistoric man made diagrams depicting lunar cycles on bones and cave walls. This is a significant step because it marks how prehistoric man is beginning to examine, question, and understand the process of the natural world. And to say that celestial bodies have no effect on Earth is, well, of course not true. We all know that the moon influences tides and rivers. And awareness of this helped ancient man to sow and harvest at the right time and prepare for annual weather conditions like frost, floods, and what have you that might be detrimental to their crops. Astronomy as a predictive tool, as a type of divination, seems to have risen up in ancient Babylon. Or at least that's what the records suggest. The Babylonians were recording planetary movements in around 2000 BC. The Tablet of Amasadaka, for example, is a Babylonian record of the observations of the planet Venus, written in cuneiform script. They kept records for a period of 21 years, and the records themselves date back, quite possibly, to around 2300 BC, though the tablet itself is more recent than that. They kept records for a period of 21 years, and the records themselves date back, quite possibly, to around 2300 BC. Repetition. Though the tablet Sorry itself is more recent than that, because it is a copy of the original one. Okay, Those records are observations, of course, not divinations or predictions. But we do have historical records that show they were involved in such practices. It's important to note, however, that Babylonian astrology was solely mundane, by which I mean it was concerned with physical events, like earthquakes, weather, politics, and so on. There was no belief, at this time, that the position of the stars could determine a single person's fate. This type of horoscopic astrology did not emerge until later. The ancient Babylonians were basically looking for signs. The gods were associated with certain planets and stars, and presented their will through them. If a certain celestial body displayed some sort of erratic behavior, it meant the god associated with it was angry and had to be appeased. 
The God's wrath, it seemed, would be inflicted on the king and his realm. So it was the royal astronomer's job to calm the God down and keep the king out of danger. All right. Interesting, isn't it? Now I want to point out that astronomy was spread to other cultures and developed over time. Alexander the Great's conquest of Asia, for example, was fundamental in the spread of astronomy, in that Babylonian beliefs filtered into Greek culture. The only difference being that Greek overtook cuneiform script as the international language of intellectuals. By the first century BCE, there were two strands of astrology. One concerned with reading about the past, present, and future, and the other concerned with the soul and its ascent to the stars. In other words, we see the emergence of the horoscopic type of astrology. Greek culture later spread to ancient Rome, and we find that in Rome, astrology was particularly popular amongst the plebes, that is, the lower orders of society. So, we have a document written by Cato in 160 BC, warning farmers about the danger of consulting with Chaldeans, that was the name for the Babylonian stargazers, in order to predict future weather conditions. In the second century, the Roman poet Juvenal commented on how Roman women hung on their every word. Later, even the highborn caught the astrological bug and Roman emperors Augustus and Tiberius started employing astrologers. However, intellectual Romans were not swayed. For example, Cicero, a Roman philosopher, commented that since other planets are much further from the Earth than the Moon, they can only have a very tiny influence compared to the Moon's. He also argued that astrology ignores the effect that inheritance, parenting, health, medicine, and the weather have on people's characters and fate. Another Roman philosopher, Carnitus, expressed similar opinions. He argued that belief in fate denied free will, and he questioned how people born at different times, under different stellar conditions, can all die in the same accident or battle, and likewise how those born at the same time, under identical stellar conditions, can live in such varied tribes and cultures. Wow, okay, well luckily you would, oh, oh my goodness gracious. See, that's exactly what I was talking about. So you guys saw and may have seen on the video, okay, YouTube and Facebook, um, that I was just scrolling through because again, I had taken the notes from yesterday and everything had fallen apart. But then, like I told you, the specifics, it was crazy because it went from Rome Astrology was popular amongst lower orders of society. Then it went into Cato and Tiberius and Firerius and Carnitus and Cartitus and all these goddamn names. And I don't understand any of them. All right. And I tried writing descriptions, but I think I failed. <sighs> so for all of you who are listening or watching, let's go over both of our notes. Now, of course, yes, I did do some typing, which is much, much easier than writing. But I'm going to go over my notes and let's see if we can answer some damn questions. Now, for those of you who have difficulty with science, with these different types of, um, with these different types of segments, when it comes to listening, you need to double down on them and do many more of them. And again, if some of you are like, oh my God, based on what I've heard on YouTube and over here and over there, this one is much more difficult. That's because I got the exclusivity. So if you're interested, make sure you get in touch with me and come join the party.
So let's get into these notes. Anthropology is, don't really know. Anthropo I'm sorry, astrology is anthropology course influenced by astrology. Then he said, uh, we won't go into that, blah, 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 blah. So astrology, roots for manifestations, Asia, South America, modern day. What is astrology? Celestial objects such as the stars, the planets, the moons, movement and position influence human events. The broadest equals search for meaning in the sky. I thought this was very, very fascinating, by the way. So blah, blah, blah encompasses astronomy. I don't even know what I wrote down. But without it, we won't have modern day or we wouldn't have modern day astronomy. So again, modern day astronomy, I'm guessing it relates to no technological benefits of the skies and the development of this goes back 25,000 years to the prehistoric men who made diagrams on cave walls, right? So men examined, they questioned, and they understood the process of the natural world. Bodies have no effect equals not true. Obviously, moon influences, but now we're talking about the celestial bodies, right? So the moon influences the tides and the rivers. Awareness of this helped men prepare for annual weather like floods and what we do today also, right? We have, again, I'm a little bit off topic here, but we have different weather patterns in Thailand. They have the pollution season and it's because obviously the air and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. You, you see what I mean? So we have an idea of how to predict. We have hurricane seasons. We have flooded seasons. Okay, not raining seasons. Thailand, we got flooded seasons. We got pollution seasons and flooded seasons. All right. Anyways, predictive tool. Now going into the ancient Babylon segment. So they used to record planetary movements about good dating back to about 2000 BC. They kept records for every or for a period of 21 years. And again, this dates back to 2300 BC. Observations, not predictions. Babylonian astrology was concerned with physical events such as politics and earthquakes. The positions of the stars, and they believe, could not determine fate. Now, God's associated with specific planets, displayed some erratic behavior, meant that the God was angry, and this person had to do something for the God to calm the hell down. All right. Astronomy and other cultures, too. Alexander the Great, he contributed to the spread of the fundamentals throughout Asia. I hope I didn't get that wrong, because that could be a very specific detail. Babylonian beliefs extended to Greek culture. Greek ultimately overtook as an international language, and in first century BCE, to astrology, uh, there were two different types of astrologies. There was the past and present and future, and then there was another one that believed in the soul, stars, and others, right? Greek culture spread, ultimately, throughout ancient Rome. And then Rome, astrology was very, very popular amongst the lower orders of society, so basically the low class. So Cater, Cato, I'm sorry, something about farmers in danger. So this is what's going to scare me when it comes to the questions, because I may have butchered that part. All right. And then what we have, second century, juvenile, uh, Roman women hung on every word. Then the highborn, they got the, uh, the highborn, meaning the upper class got the astrological bug. But, and you know, Tiberius started employing different astrologers. However, intellectual Romans said that other planets are, because other planets are much further, they don't have necessarily the influence on people compared to the moon, right? So ignores effect, obviously I misspelled that. Parenting, health, medicine have on other people's characters and fate. 
Carnitas believed that fate denied free will, same time identical can live in tribes. And there were some very, very specific details from the six minute up to that six minute and 29 second mark. Oh my God, that was crazy. Woo! All right, how you guys doing? Okay, talk to me, message me, tell me, damn. Okay, I wrote this and I was able to write this. Let's see what these questions are about now. All right, so what is the lecture mainly about? Not too bad. How ancient astrology has influenced modern astrology. The evolution of astrological beliefs and practices. A comparison of Babylonian and Greco-Roman astrology. Negative. Ancient arguments against the power of astrology. So, again, think about it. Tell me in the comments section. Let's have a nice conversation about it. What is implied by or about astrologers in ancient Rome. They were more respected if they had Greek origins. I don't think so. They had significant influence, particularly over lower class people. <laughs> no. They still utilized the ancient Babylonian script and D, they made significant contributions to the study of natural science. Hell no. So I'm able to, again, do that process of elimination, you know, by reading this out, you guys hear my reaction when I laugh because I'm like, dude, that was a terrible answer. Uh, and so going into number three, which of the following practices took place in ancient Babylon? Now you have to choose two answers. A, the positions of celestial bodies were extensively recorded. That's actually, yeah, yeah. So that's really, really good. Kings communicated directly with the gods and the stars. People consulted, no, that's terrible. Uh, sorry, and D, precautions were taken when celestial omens were observed. So you have to choose two. I gave you one, all right? See, I told you guys about the specifics. And this is what really kicked my ass because we got Cicero and Carnides. I don't even know. Oh, there we go. I actually wrote down... I don't think I wrote down Cicero, but I did write down Carnitas. So let's go back up very, very briefly. But I, I spelt it with the T-U-S. So where are you, Mr. Carnitas? Who are you, Mr. Carnitas? Oh, believed in fate, denied free will, blah, 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 blah. So here we go. What can be concluded about them? Both of them saw good and bad aspects to astrology. Cicero had a negative view of astrology, while Carnitas had a positive one. Both of them disagreed with the arguments put forward by astrologists, and Cicero saw both God, good and bad sides to astrology, while Carnitas had only a negative opinion. See what I mean, people? So, your note taken. Getting and jotting down these specifics are absolutely imperative. All right? Now, me, I know this one because I'm very, very lucky, and I remember... Um, oh my God, where was it in the recording? Where was it? Where was it? Oh yeah. Okay. So remember, these were the people who were higher up, right? And they believe this. Remember planets and moon. I'll give you that one. I wrote it above. Now, going into the last part, according to the professor, when did astronomy begin to be used as a predictive tool? Okay. This is why I wrote down all those damn years and everything. So a predictive tool. Let's go back up. Okay. And I remember it was over here somewhere. Predictive. I remember. I remember. Predictive tool. There it is. Oh. And right after predictive tool, I wrote ancient Babylon. So let's go down to number five. And this is when Alexander conquered Asia. 
is there number six? Oh God, we have six, we have six questions. This one, guys. Uh, ancient Roman times, around twenty five thousand years when prehistoric man made diagrams to pick the lunar cycles on cave walls, or ancient Babylonian times. Now remember, predictive tool, and I wrote it just before ancient Babylon. So check your answers on the block and let me know what you guys think. I think that one's correct. I haven't checked the answers just yet, but maybe. I could be wrong. Who knows? But I think I'm right. And which of the following is true about the development of astrology? By the first century BCE, there was only one strand of astrology concerned with reading about the past, present, and future. Now remember, we have to go back up. We got to go back up. First century, no, there were two. So A is wrong. See, I took very good notes there. Okay. Now, the earliest records of uh, astronomical cycles dated back to ancient Babylonian times. Alexander contributed greatly to the spread of astrology. Highly doubtful. Babylonian astrology was concerned with how position of stars could determine a single person's fate. Ooh, this is so good. So, guys, what a hell of elicited here. This had to be one of the most difficult lectures I've done. Now, again, remember to check out my blog and check your answers, people. I don't know exactly. I haven't checked the answers just yet. I wanted to go, go in as, as dry as all of you out there. But what you want to understand is what did you learn from this? How can you do better next time? And if you got a perfect score, God damn, bravo, pat yourself on the back. Let me know. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you guys want a lot of this exclusive material, uh, you know, I don't put so much of this out, you know, to the public and whatnot. It's because one of my students decided or told me that she wanted to have that review. So here I am today giving that review. So in saying that, guys, if you have any questions, let me know and check out the blog, see how you did, write down your comments, and I'll be here waiting for you. I'm your host, as always, over and out.